You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good morning, everybody. I am Glenn Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for August 14th, episode 3246. Good morning, Horse World. You have found Horses in the Morning on a Monday. You're in for an amazing horsey week of laughter, learning, and fun with Glenn and Jamie. Well, it's good to be back again, and we have a fun show planned for you today. One of our regular contributors, Jill Stanford, won the Will Rogers Medallion Award for her cookbook, Cowboys or Cowgirls Cook for the Great Outdoors. That's a name. And she's going to give us a uh, simple recipe from the book today. We're going to chat with her about that. And also, some listeners let us know what they're OCD about in the barn. Hey, I got to paint a picture of what's going on outside my window. Okay. Remember I told you that I was like, I got to get my bat. My two basset hunt puppies are in the pasture. And it looks like they're very focused on eating probably something dead. And so they're out there and I have yelled from the window. I've yelled. And finally, I just hold, told Lucas, I'm like, Hey, go out there and get the dogs and put them in the yard. Okay, great. So I, I can see on my window. And what I see is all of a sudden, all the horses come galloping oh, up no. to Lucas and the puppies are like, Oh my God. And they run out of the pasture. And I was like, yeah, right on. Like Duke's out there get, getting the dogs out, getting dogs out, getting them in the, with Lucas. Oh, he's doing so great. And then I realized Lucas has a giant bag of dog cookies and is shaking it. Oh, no. So all the horses <laughs> come galloping over. The dogs are like, screw you. <laughs> so I'm just watching this whole thing unfold. And I just thought it was very entertaining. And do horses, you will not like those cookies. So, no. <laughs> is he trying to feed them to the horses? No, no, but they are adamant that they should have some. Yes, I'm, sure <laughs> I'm watching this whole thing. I'm so proud. <laughs> That's funny. And, and uh, as long as I didn't trample Lucas, we're we're okay. We're, He's we're... outside the fence. So oh, we're good. good. Oh, good. Smart good. boy. He Smart. knows to, du- to tuck and run, though. Yeah. Like, you know, get to the gate, tuck and roll kind of thing. Yeah, yeah he grew up with those horses there. He knows. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, hey. didn't mean to interrupt. I just That's had right. to paint the picture. <laughs> Hey, uh, before we get started with the show, we wanted to, you know, I wasn't on on Friday, so we didn't get the chance to talk about this, but obviously the situation in Maui is just horrendous, and uh, uh. the loss of life there is incredible, and I, I I, tried to find out, I know I've heard reports that there were like maybe 100 horses or so that were there that had to be evacuated, or they're not sure what happened to them. Um, you've t- you went to Hawaii several times. Did you go to Maui? I I have, and I, this is actually the exact town we stayed in when we were there. And it's, it, you know, aside from sitting on the island of Maui, it's just like any normal neighborhood that, you know, you would see along a beach. It's just, it's such a, I mean, like we stayed in a place and Lucas was two and it was like next to a playground, you know, it's just like very community oriented kind of feel in this. And it's just tremendously sad. 
Well, I I did uh, do I did some research this morning, and I couldn't find any more about the horses that are there. Um, I did find a post from the Maui Humane Society, and of course, you know there there are tons of dogs and cats and other animals oh, so too many. that were affected by this or or didn't make it. And you know what I found. I found it just made me mad reading some of the comments on these articles. It's like, why well, would have never left my dog? Well, if you were at work, this fire, I don't think people realize how ferocious this fire was. I mean, it was hurricane force winds and the fire went blocks in minutes. So you were, if you were at work, you didn't have time to go home. There wasn't any going yeah. home. You were just trying to stay alive. Um, so there wasn't, and I, you know, all the preparations we talk about, we've talked about it a hundred times here on the show over the last, what 13 years is how to get your horses ready for you i don't know you can get ready for something like this the fire was so fast it just happened so quickly that this i did read a couple uh articles where people did just turn their horses out they didn't have time to hook up a trailer and go anywhere there wasn't any place to go so they let their horses loose and they did find some of them i did read that there was some good news on that they found them on the pastures on the other side of the island they they took off like horses would do um, so that, you know, the smart people just let them loose because that's all you could do. It was that fast. Wow. Um, but there is a, the only fundraiser I saw at this point was the, the Maui Humane Society. And that's for all the animals, dogs, cats, horses, whatever. Uh, and I'll post that link to that in the Facebook page. They've raised almost a half a million dollars now. Um, but I'll put, and Facebook is waiving all the fees. They're donating you know they're donating the uh, the fundraiser so that they're not charging uh, the Humane Society anything to do it. So I'll put a link to the Facebook page uh, in our show notes for today's show. Um, well, let's do some daily winnies, something a little happier. <laughs> Guess what? What? I don't, I don't have any birthdays today. There's no auditor birthdays. Uh, which is rare. I mean, I don't think we have that too often. <laughs> but we did have a new auditor. Her name is Kelly. I don't know her last name. That's the all, all I was given. So uh, welcome, Kelly. We appreciate you becoming an auditor. If you want to become an auditor and join the Cool Kids Club and get a part of the Facebook page and help support the hosts here, you can go to uh, horseradionetwork.com or horsesinthemorning.com and click on the auditor banner on the homepage. For as little as $3 a month, you too can join that party. Currently, I'm watching uh, my husband try to pry something out of Homer's mouth. <laughs> it is uh, a dead something. <laughs> I might have to go out there in a second. Uh, my Daily Winnie, I got a really awesome phone call last night. Yeah? Farm Boy has returned. Yay! <laughs> Call me. His, his uh, internship ended a week early, so he came in town. And I was like, cool, you want to come ride tomorrow? And he's like, well, I have like school stuff to do. I was like, fine. So anyway, <laughs> He's a graduate school week. now, right? Yeah, well, no, he's had a senior year and then oh, one more okay. year. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Well, you know what's funny? We had dinner, I won't say with who, one of our auditors uh, last week. And she has her own farm boy. She, and she called him farm boy. And I said, I wonder how many farm boys now there are around the country just because of you. <laughs> it's not me. It's the movie, The Princess Bride. Yeah, I know. I think that, that, that our <laughs> listeners aren't referencing Princess Bride. <laughs> farm boy, fetch me the picture. So, yeah, there's a lot of farm boys, apparently, thanks to uh, Jamie around the country. Hey, the Mongol Derby also wrapped up last week. Uh, I wasn't here on Friday, so we didn't get a chance to talk about that. I tried to get Devin on this morning, and she did an endurance race in the Northwest over the weekend, is traveling today, couldn't do it. So here's the results. So the Swedish Viking, Linda Herman, 
took the win on day nine, nine days into running those crazy phonies across the across Mongolia. She uh, took the victory and no holding hands with anybody. She was going to win. She did it. Yep. Huh? And we didn't think that they were going to work together as a team. <laughs> she was ahead anyway. So she would have actually had to wait up for people at that point. And she had been riding almost the whole time with Judith Jake, Judith Jekyll, the Swede. And she came in third because Matthew Perella from the United States rode past her and ended up uh, coming in second place. He's oh the- my God. How mad would you be? Like, <laughs> finally, like you've been second the whole time and all of a sudden somebody just... <laughs> And Judith, you know, she had led at the very beginning. We've been talking about her this whole race. But Matthew, we'll try and get Matthew on, and if we can, we'll get Linda Herman on, too. Um, She actually was, when they don't tell you exactly where the finish line is going to be, you know that it's going to be somewhere in the next, when you're riding the course, it's going to be somewhere there. Uh, And they always kind of put it over a hill, so when you come over the hill, you see the flags. And uh, she was walking her horse when she came over the hill at that point. She apparently knew that she had uh, enough of a lead that she could just get off and walk, and she walked across the finish line. Aww. So, and now the horse uh, carried on a bit after she got across the finish line, and, and uh, so I don't know what was happening with that horse. But she might have had a, a tough one for her last last horse of nine days of riding. Oh, and then, uh, so I have the results here, uh, 25 riders finished, seven were in the adventure class. That means that for some reason they couldn't compete anymore, but they let them keep riding. So they got to ride across the finish line. And then 10 were retired. <laughs> and actually, I think those are pretty good numbers this year. 35, 42, 42 people. Wow, that's amazing. Yep. So only 10 were retired for injuries and stuff, and nobody was badly hurt. So it was it was a good race this year, and apparently the pulling a lottery for the horses you get instead of getting to pick yours really did mix it up, and it caused the winners to come in almost two days later than usual. And that is, yeah, that's amazing how much slower the actual race happened, so... Yeah, when you get naughty ponies every once in a while, (laughs) not work in your favor, Uh, as we all know. And then the European Eventing Championships happened over the weekend as well, and the Brits did pretty well. Uh, Roz Cantor topped the European Eventing Championships, and she took individual gold, and leading Britain also to team gold. So there's a double gold for her. She was riding Walter. That's the horse that she's done so well on. Uh, She won in badminton this year, and it was very wet and treacherous at badminton this year. And she had a quote. I love this quote. You're going to love it, too. I love this. I love it. We all say it's Walter's world, and we're lucky enough to live in it. So he's a, he's had a fantastic time, too. I'm extremely proud of him. I was relieved to finish the show jumping, and now I'm excited. Yeah, you won gold at the It's European Walter's Olympic. world, and yes. we're just lucky to live in <laughs> live it. Live in it. I love that. And apparently, he's quite the ham at the barn and the whole thing. Uh, also, fellow team member Kitty King, no relation to Mary King, by the way, secured the individual silver medal in the European Championship. So the, the Brits did pretty well. Yeah, uh, and Belgium and the Netherlands booked their tickets to Paris, so they took they were qualified to have team spots at, at the Olympics next year in Paris. So that leaves, I think, two team spots left. That'll be decided at the Pan Am Games here over on our side of the world. And then Boyd had a good weekend too, didn't he? Yeah, Boyd Martin had a heck of a weekend. He won the four-star at Bromont on Saturday with Setzerleg. And then he took third with Oncue and fifth with Commando. And he also got third and the three-star with Contessa. First of all, 
That's a lot of horses to just ride. But like to ride in the four star, three star, like God, how do these people do it? I don't know. I guess they get a good staff. I, you know, it's too bad he doesn't have any good horses right now, huh? Oh my God! <laughs> you know, it's Void gives us a shot really next year at the Olympics. He really does. You know, yeah. it's good. it's going to be nice to have him on the team. Because He's one of the ones that gets started. It's like him and Philip. You see him start cross country, and you're like. Okay, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> we got it. We, we, we can do this. So, uh, Cosequin ASU joint and hoof pellets contain quality ingredients to support joint and hoof health and leave out the fillers, molasses, and alfalfa, all while delivering the taste horses love. Colors of our ingredients shine through for a difference you can see. Visit CosequinEquine.com. That's CosequinEquine.com. It's time for some study show. Once a month, we I take a look at Google, and I put in study show, and I look at the last month to see what humanity has wasted their money on studying. And we <laughs> play this as a little bit of a guessing game. You can play along at home as well. By the way, I can announce this, too, while we're talking about games. We're going back to one Friday a month. Trivia is coming back to Horses in the Morning. Promises, promises. Now, Ashley's working. She's putting that together. And actually, what's going to happen is she's going to get two auditors, so you have to be an auditor to play trivia. She's going to get two auditors for the last Friday of every month, and what we're going to do is she's going to put the questions together, and we're each going to have a teammate. We're going to play teams. So we did this for a long time. God, when we first started, we we did trivia for years at once a month, and then we I'm got away from sure it. I'm pretty sure I beat you every single time, and that's when we took the <laughs> trivia competition out of it that's right, and started that's just employing other people. <laughs> so now we're going to help. Now we're going to get help from our smart auditors, and Ashley's going to play along too. So that's going to be starting this month. So we're going to be adding that to the lineup. But now it's time for study show. So this is what we wasted our money on in the last month, and I, I would like to say there's some surprises in here, but there really isn't. I get to guess, right? Yeah. I get to guess. Yeah, you get okay. to guess. Okay. So, obviously, the topic that's been the topic since COVID is remote work, working at home. And there's been a thousand studies on that. Well, this study says remote work might blank as productive as once thought. More or less productive as once thought. Um, being that I know people that work at home, less. Really? I think they're less productive because they can do, like, other things. Wow, I just saw a study not long ago that said they're more productive. This one says might not be as productive as once thought. So I was right. You were right. You so were correct. So when I said the answer and you went, really? Like, <laughs> I was right we work that at home. right in front of your face. <laughs> we work at home and we're fairly productive. Yeah, I work at home, but I also have to answer to lots of animals that <laughs> yell at me if I don't work hard. Yeah, I don't know about yours, but... The heat's been everywhere, and it's been hot. We've been over 100 degrees the last five days in Florida, too. And we don't usually get over 100 degrees. And Scooter and Nigel have just been grumpy. They've just been grumpy messes. Uh, I don't know if your animals are feeling that, too, but the heat's getting everybody. Oh, they're all mad. Yeah, they're all mad. I had to give Duke a bath over the weekend, and, like, he never lets me wash his face, like, ever. Dude, he was, like, head down. I was scrubbing his forehead, spraying it with the hose. Like, he just was like, thank God you're doing something. Then I have another horse who doesn't sweat, and I have pictures of him where the only thing – I have a very tiny little pond on my property, and the only thing you can see are, like, his ears and eyeballs and nostrils. Like, he's, like, hovering underwater like an alligator. <laughs> like, <laughs> just stay cool. I'm like, that's a really smart, actually, but he is a pain, and 
he's now just a black and brown paint. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, listeners will know that we were supposed to go away. Jennifer and I were supposed to go visit friends in North Carolina last weekend, and we decided to stay home just because Jennifer was concerned about Nigel because he didn't sweat very yeah. good either. Well, thank God she did because he's he's had a couple of miserable days. So we're very Aww. glad we stayed home, and I think she would have just been wearing the whole time we were going anyway. All right, next one. Summer. A horse girl would never do that. Would they never stress about their animals while they're on vacation? That is so <laughs> never, weird. How, never. never. I mean, even on a good time, it's uh, stressful. But this heat is just, we're hitting record heat here. Yeah. Which same. is saying something for Florida. <clears throat> um, summer school has proven to be blank for students. Do you know I went to summer school for three summers? Really? Yeah. But I didn't go Was to summer Was it grades? No, oh. I went to summer school to get ahead. Oh. So I didn't have to. I was done with high school. No, no, no. <laughs> no. No, my home life was a disaster and I hated my life and I wanted to move to Kentucky. So I went to three summers, three years in a row of summer school. So by the time senior year started, I was already done. Oh, wow. Didn't have anything to, so I graduated a year early. And I mean, talk, there was like my picture was like on the wall of the summer school, like, look at what you can do. <laughs> <laughs> but and it was easier. Was it you and you know? twelve delinquent students? Totally, yeah. It's like all my friends who failed and me. And yeah. but no, I mean, I was just getting. I just went to get ahead, and so that's what I did. And I, I'm super great. Don't remember a thing from anything. I'm pretty sure I learned nothing. But to well, there me, you go. I and love ding, school. ding, ding! You get that one correct too. Summer school proves unproductive for students. Oh, yeah, because really? you're in there thinking about what you could be doing outside. I mean, oh my like, god, it was a joke. I was like. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Am I, am I allowed to say delinquent anymore? Or is that a word I can't use anymore? I don't know. I was a delinquent. I just happened to be there yeah. to, to they get They were ahead. delinquent when I was in school, but I'm sure that's changed. Sorry, people. It's been a long time. <clears throat> the next study. Studies show that breastfeeding... I have a comment about this. <laughs> Can we do the study first? No, because I, 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 it might relate to the answer because okay. it's the first thing I thought of. So when you have a child, the constant discussion is, are you going to breastfeed or are you not going to breastfeed? Are you going to breastfeed? You know, you're you're the devil if you don't breastfeed your child. And the same other side, like literally it's a really, really hard and painful and terror. It sucks. So like, it's not, it, but then it's great. It's beautiful and it sucks. So uh, I wasn't sure, you know, how things were going and I, it milk doesn't come in for like a week. And then you've got this like starving, screaming baby. And anyway, so, um, and I was like, you can't buy formula for, yes, you can. You can't, no, you can't. It was like, it's like the barefoot debate. If with you're horses. first, right. If it's your first child. Yeah. yeah. And you don't, I don't know what it was doing. And anyway, so I called my sister-in-law who's a doctor. I called her and I was like, I don't know what to do. And she was like, let me tell you, I've had two kids. I breastfed one and the other one was formula fed. The one that ate from the bottle, it's smarter. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, we're good. Yeah, yeah. So, so there you go. So it, what was the study show again? Study show breastfeeding provides many benefits. And I swear we had studies that says it doesn't. So you're right. I mean, there no, you go. It, do, it definitely does. But just the fact that she's a doctor, yeah. she's like, the one that uh, I didn't breastfeed is smarter. I remember my mom you always said, with the four of us, she never breastfed any of us. It was always formula. But that oh. was the day when formula was the godsend. It was, you know, it was 
It was going to save your children. Yeah, uh, but I was too cheap. I was like, <laughs> why would I pay for something I get for free? Why why buy the cow when you get the milk Yeah, there free? you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's a big surprising study that they wasted a lot of money on. Yeah, by the way, that last study wasn't very surprising. Go ahead. No. Uh, drinking sugar-sweetened beverages blank the risk of certain health diseases. It increases your risk of health diseases <laughs> yeah. and obesity. How long have we been studying soda and sugar-sweetened beverages? By the way, Why they didn't say soda. Study? I love how they said sugar-sweetened beverages. Um, yeah, it increases the risk of chronic liver disease and liver cancer for older women. I guess if you're younger, you're okay. It's when you get older that you have the trouble. Oh um, my gosh, what a waste of money. I know, I know. <laughs> Breastfeeding is good. Sugary drinks are bad. Wait, we're learning so, so much. much today. And probably right there is a million dollars for those two studies. Uh, here's one that we've never talked about. We have never talked about prunes Ooh. in the studies before. <laughs> New studies show daily prune consumption. Makes you poop. <laughs> Actually, it's showing that it supports cardiovascular health in an aging population. It so older people, older, <laughs> older people get heart benefits, apparently, from daily prune consumption. Oh, my gosh. You mean vegetables and fruits are healthy? That's apparently, so weird. I think so. Jennifer's going to live forever because she does eat prunes. She's one of the very few people I know that eats prunes as a snack. Oh, uh, gross. <laughs> studies show that I was really interested in this one because there's been, there's been studies both ways on this one. It kind of goes back to the study we did earlier about working at home. Studies show that four-day work weeks are good awesome. or bad. I think, um, I think they um, decrease productivity and increase morale. <laughs> studies, sh <laughs> studies show that four-day work weeks are a win-win proposition for employers and employees alike. All right. Employees don't seem to think, or employers don't seem to think that. But uh, yeah, I, but I swear we've also seen it the other way. Uh, it, I bet you that one depends on who hired the study and paid for it, what the results are. When I worked at State Farm, I was I, I had to work um, in the State Farm regional office. Um, my dad's an agent and scored me this sweet gig uh, at the regional office, and I hated it so much. I started. They offered me four tens, which is literally ten hours a day, four days in a row. But then you don't have to work three, and so I took that. And then, well, then it did result in I was driving my car to work. And I was like, if I run my car into that tree, I don't have to go to work today. <laughs> yeah, that's when you know you need to And quit. that's when I quit. That was the last day. And then I started radio right after that. My dad said that was the stupidest thing you're ever going to do in your entire life. How well, dare you, you leave State Farm, do some stupid thing like radio. Suck it, Dad. <laughs> and here you are all those years later. By the way, nobody gets paid to ride horses either, apparently. <laughs> Suck it, Dad. <laughs> I, I would be interested to hear from any of our listeners that do have four-day work weeks. Is, does it make you – is it a win-win for you and the employer? Uh, let us know. All right, next study. Couples who do this at the same time are happier than couples who don't. Oh, my gosh. It just poop pops in my head. <laughs> You've been cleaning the stalls a lot. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why it's able to do this. I would say um, usually it's sex when we do this. But <laughs> I was going to say sex would be like that's what not I would the answer either. <laughs> okay, couples that do this at the same time uh, go to sleep at the same time. You're how did you know that? That's the answer. That Going real? to bed at the same time. That was the answer. 
Well done. Right. You are you. knocking it out of the park today. Ooh, I'm good. <laughs> What's the one thing we always have in every study show? Coffee or wine? Coffee. Well, let's do coffee. New research every month. I don't think we've missed a month in 12 years. <laughs> New research suggests coffee has unique... Uh, unique antioxidant properties. Cognitive benefits. Oh, well, I was just try- I was trying to do some fancy so I, I need to keep my streak. You're close. You're close. Uh, it has cognitive benefits, but I, sw- I swear we've seen that study before. But then there was a separate study with two coffee studies this month, and the separate one said it's good for your hair. Now, that's one we've never had. Do I have to pour it on my head? After no, apparently it? you're like- drinking it and it's good for your hair. I, I don't know. Just I don't read the studies. <clears throat> I did read the last one. <laughs> I don't read them. I just read <laughs> I did them. read the last one, though. Oh, this one. You're going to love this one. Men with deep voices, studies show, are? They have bigger balls. No, that's not. <laughs> well, it might be. I don't know. That. that wasn't this study, anyway. That. Men with deeper voices have higher testosterone levels? I don't know. Well, that, they all kind of go together, actually. <laughs> Men with deep voices are luckier in love. So they get more love than men with squeaky voices. Again, a okay. study. I could have told you that. And you My ask any woman, we could have told you that. Voice, I mean, so. We didn't need a study for that one. Uh, these eight habits, I did read this one, so you don't need to guess this one. Uh, these eight habits could add up to 24 years added to your life. And I went, I went, okay, well, you could guess some of these. No smoking, no drinking, no drugs, go to bed early, drink lots of water. Yeah, you pretty much got it. (laughs) (laughs) It's a big surprise. Exercise, eat a healthy diet, reduce stress, sleep well, and foster positive social relationships. I didn't get that one. I definitely didn't get that one. (laughs) On the flip side, if only I could foster positive. What was it? (laughs) Social relationships, but sometimes we don't get a choice in who we get to foster with. Um, And on the flip side, don't smoke, don't drink, and don't become addicted to opioids. Well, becoming addicted to drugs probably reduces. If I don't do drugs, (laughs) that's so weird. Or drink yourself to death. Both of those are not good. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. Eight things you should do. But it's going to add 24. So if I look at it, though, I don't exercise enough. So that one's kind of out. I I don't eat a healthy diet. Uh, I'm pretty stressed. What do they tell you? I don't um, sleep well. I don't have any of these. As a vegetarian. I'm going to die tomorrow. If you are a vegetarian, you live seven years longer than meat eaters. Seven miserable. I was just going to say. I was just going to say that. <laughs> seven miserable baconless <laughs> years. I was just going to say that, and I was going to use bacon. Oh, you know me too. Well. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, let's talk about food. Let's go to. I don't think there's bacon in this recipe. There's close. ham in Damn, this one, it's though. Close. <laughs> Jill Stanford from Cowgirls Cook for the Great Outdoors is joining us. She's a regular guest, and we have to congratulate her on an award. I'm so pleased to welcome back to the show Jill Stanford, our favorite cowgirl cook. And this is a new book that she has out. And I want to start by congratulating you for Cowgirls Cook for the Great Outdoors just won the prestigious Will Rogers Medallion Award. Thank you. I'm very excited about that. Oh, my gosh. That's great. And, yeah, it recognizes outstanding achievement in Western books. And uh, it's just that's so that's so exciting to have your work and your passion recognized like that. I never, ever thought that I one of my cookbooks would would become a finalist for this prestigious award. So I can tell you I'm pretty excited about it. I am going to Fort Worth in October 
to be there. I want to meet all the other writers. It just, you know, it's sort of the culmination of all the work that I've done for 15 years. That's so great. Well, congratulations. Tell us about this new book. The new book is called, as you as you know, Cowgirls Cook for the Great Outdoors. There are more than 90 recipes for picnics, potlucks, and packed lunches. Don't we all love eating outside? I'm, that's, you know, even if it's in a saddlebag, even if it's in your back pocket, just being outside, enjoying something with a barbecue, if you're RVing, it really doesn't matter. I think we covered virtually everything, horse camping, everything, anything you can do outdoors. That's what the yeah. book is all about. And there's a lot of stories in it. If you've, if you've already read it, I reached out to all of my cowgirl friends for recipes. And they came through like you can't believe. I've gotten, I got lilac jam. I didn't know there was such a thing. Oh, my I gosh. Got, uh, I know it. I got some great uh, trail mixes. I got some really, really wonderful stuff. And the stories, I think, are half of the book, for sure. I think maybe that's why the people um, responsible for the Will Rogers chose it, because there are stories about real people in the West and what they cook and what they eat outdoors, (laughs) if that makes sense. And Jamie, you're going to be happy to know that there's a lot of vegetarian recipes in here. Well, we are going yes, to highlight are. one of those today. Wait, no, we're not. No, we're, we're not, not going to highlight no, a vegetarian no. one today. No, I, we're <laughs> now, I'm surprised that it's called Cowgirls Cook. I, I imagine that would be bacon in every recipe in the book, but there's not. It, they actually do have vegetarian recipes, and I have never, ever in a cookbook seen a recipe for fiddlehead ferns. So there you go. I know. <laughs> have you ever had fiddlehead ferns? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> We, <laughs> you have to have grown up in the rainforest of the Pacific Coast or Vermont to know that you can get fiddlehead ferns. They're the they're baby shoots, the fiddlehead ferns, and they're like spinach. They're like broccoli. They're like any green vegetable. They have a wonderful taste. And I grew up um, on Puget Sound, you know, which was not a good place for a cowgirl to be, but I got out of there. And my mother would always gather the fiddlehead ferns. I grew up thinking everybody knew about fiddlehead ferns. Nobody did. (laughs) But I found them again in Vermont when I visited a friend. And I said, oh, we have to buy some. And she said, you can eat those. And I said, they're delicious. I think you'll like them. So it may be the only cookbook in the world that has fiddlehead ferns in it. Aren't they the round-looking green things? Yes, Yes. before before they straighten up and grow tall. It's the little babies, it's the little baby curls. So they're very tender and very sweet. Well, congratulations on having the only cookbook with a fiddlehead fern recipe. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> well, what we're going to talk about today is I think this can be made vegetarian real easy. Uh, but, you know what, we're going to just go through your recipe. It's a cream cheese ham and pickle roll up. That's right. That's right. It's, it's, uh, it's a spur-of-the-moment picnic thing, and you usually have everything in your icebox for this to begin with, so it makes it very simple to have. They're very, very easy, and they're very, very good. What you need is garlic powder, and you need eight ounces of softened cream cheese. You need five six-inch tortillas, a half a pound of sliced ham, and five crunchy dill pickles cut into spears. 
Doesn't that sound simple? You probably hey, got uh, all of that in your icebox right now anyway. Hey, wait a minute. Well, so Jennifer, what you do is wait, you... Hold on one second. Jennifer just brought me a wrap, only it has turkey oh my in God. It instead of ham, but it has the pickles, it has That's the cream cheese, it has all the stuff. So, You're ready to go. You're ready to go. I just heard her say hi. I apologize I for insulting you earlier, Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you guys discuss. I'm going to try it. Yeah, I want to hear the pickle Good crunch job, over Jennifer. the air. Okay, you want to hear the pickle crunch? Here yes. it is. Yeah, take a crunch. Take a crunch. I don't know if it was crunchy enough to hear. <laughs> we, wow, I heard a little really something. Good, I heard a little crunch. I know. I know. So, <laughs> so what, what do you do with this? You take the garlic powder and the cream cheese and you like mix them? Or do you spread it on exactly. top? How's it work? It, no. First, you mix the garlic powder into the cream cheese until it's well incorporated. And you can mix as much as you want. That's the nice part. That's cowgirl cooking. You don't follow it by teaspoons or half a teaspoon. It's whatever tastes right. To assemble it, you spread the cream cheese mixture on a tortilla. Then you put one or two slices of ham or turkey. That's a really good That's idea. That's really good. <laughs> I, wish I'd had, yeah, I wish I had that in the book. Onto the cream cheese, and then you put a pickle spear on top of the ham or chicken or turkey and roll it up. Repeat with the remaining tortillas. You wrap them tightly in plastic wrap and keep them cool in a container or put a couple of cubes of ice um, in a second plastic uh, bag and put them in your saddlebags and that will keep them cold until you get to your destination. And then you just get get them out and crunch away. Are they flour tortillas or corn ones? You can use either one you want. I, I should have put that. Yeah, corn is always awfully good um, and probably better for you. And I think it has a little better taste for ham or chicken or turkey. <laughs> well, you know what I never would have put together that works so well, I, and I would have never guessed this, is the dill pickle with the cream cheese. It's really good. <laughs> oh, <I'm... laughs> Well, that's what cowgirls eat. I mean, that's seriously, I got that. I got that recipe from somebody who didn't want me to use her name, which was interesting. That happens every once in a while. But she um, she said that she's been making these for years, and she thought everybody did. <laughs> and I said, no, I don't think they do, I th- but they're going to now. Jamie, sure. you could put tofu in, Jamie. You'd be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, I would it taste okay without any meat in it? And Because, like, I love cream cheese, and I love pickles, and well, I love tortillas. It'd be wonderful. It'd be wonderful. It'd be wonderful. You really don't. You don't need to have the meat in there at all. I I would use two pickle spears if you're doing it that way. Okay. Well, guess you what? You could I'm also add. the garlic powder helps, and you wouldn't think it would. Do you think that'd be weird? But mm-hmm. a little bit. Of, it, I don't think she put a lot on, and it just gives it that little zing. It's really good. Okay. Well, I'm making true. this as it's soon as true. we're done because I know I have all these ingredients in my fridge. There we go. There you go. I want to know how it turns out for you. Jill, there's something else in the book. (laughs) Two pages after this recipe is one for cream cheese and olives. Now, yours is fancier than my mom used to make, but I didn't know anybody in the world. Jennifer made fun of us endlessly for this. I didn't know anybody else in the world other than my mom made this. So you have a recipe for cream cheese and olives mixed up, and then you have a couple other things. She just used cream cheese and green olives. And we put Mm -hmm, it mm -hmm, in celery, mm -hmm. and she always... Use that as That's a right. in celery. She always had that at Christmas and Thanksgiving. Cream cheese and olives, and exactly. us kids loved it. We loved it. It's, that's right. That's right. As I say in the book, when we were when my 
sister and I, and I have to mention my sister, Robin, she's the co-author of this book, and she was of enormous help to me, and she's going to Fort Worth with me because I couldn't have done it without her, that's for sure. This was a huge undertaking. But when we were little, a big treat was the pimento cheese spread that came in little tiny clear glass jars. Do you remember that? I or do. am I that old? I do. It, <laughs> <laughs> and she would make sandwiches with this spread, and then she'd wash the glasses, and they became our juice glasses. So it was actually a very good thing. But we wanted to recreate that spread because we liked it so much as little girls. So that's why we came up with the green olive and cheese sandwich spread. But we used green olives stuffed with pimentos. And yes. you can add more than I call for in the a little Worcestershire sauce. I'm not sure there was Worcestershire in the um, original recipe, but but we added it. And we, you know, a little trial and error and trial and error, but we came up with what we think is just a perfect sandwich spread. And um, it's a great spread for crackers, and it would be wonderful in celery sticks, too. Yeah. That, it, that would be really good. awfully good and we, good for you. I still make it um, for Christmas. Did you and, try it? Yeah, I still make it for Christmases, and people uh, people look at me funny. I've never seen it before. Jennifer, by the way, <laughs> made one for herself, and she really likes it, too. I think this is going to become a staple for lunches. It's so easy to make. I'm glad to hear that. I'm very glad to hear that. Jamie went well, off to get some uh, right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I yes. <laughs> we were having a question this morning of what um, – what, we couldn't find your phone number. So I was like, you know what? I'm Facebook friends, but they're all go through. Uh, and I was looking in my messages cause I was about <laughs> to send you a message before he found it. And I realized that I have written you a few times. And the last time I wrote you was that was the best potato I've ever had. Thank you so much. And so now I'm trying to remember, I remember that. I don't remember what the recipe was. So first of all, I'm going to have to go back and I'm looking through all of your books, trying to find potato recipes so I can go buy that book. Cause apparently it was the greatest thing I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> you might've found that in the first book, the cowgirls in the kitchen. Cow and it might've been baked potatoes, cowgirls in the kitchen. That was the first cookbook. And I'd never written a cookbook in my life. Never thought I would write a cookbook. But my editor, Aaron Turner, at Two Dot said, how do you feel about writing a cookbook? And I said, let me think about that for two minutes. Yes, <laughs> I can do that. Actually, I had no idea how to do that. <laughs> That's where my sister came in very handy. But we had a recipe in that book for baked potatoes in the slow cooker. Is that what you did? I believe so, yes. That's it. Because it does make them nice and soft, and you can eat the skins and everything. Oh, I, yeah. I think that is what you did, actually. I think that was one of the last ones mm -hmm. we did. Mm -hmm. Jamie, we need to have a cookbook, mm -hmm. a Horses in the Morning cookbook, with all these recipes people have given us over the years. Yeah, we'll just steal all the Jill's stuff right. and make yeah, our own That's book. right. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, I'll write it for you if you get all the recipes. You already have. For you. <laughs> I probably have. I probably have. If you can't reinvent the wheel that many times, you know, that's the problem. Well, this is great. Where can people find all of your books? They can find them on Amazon, or they can go to my website, which is www.jillcharlotte. That's just one word, jillcharlotte.com, and you can uh, click on the covers, and that will take you to Amazon. Most bookstores carry them, or I hope they do. <laughs> they should. And I do want to add one very funny note. I got a telephone call from the editor in... 
May. I think it was May. And the book had just come out in May of 2023. And she said, congratulations, Jill. Your book has been chosen by Tractor Supply to be their summer um, book of, you know, for, for the summer. You're kidding. And I thought, Tractor Supply? I've never heard of Tractor Supply. We don't have one here in Central Oregon. So I'm thinking, Tractor Supply? Are you kidding me? You know, but I said, well, that's wonderful, because she seemed pretty excited about the whole thing. And I said, well, I'm, I'm delighted to hear that. And I thought, you know, I'd sort of hoped for an award for, you know, Western writing or something. That came a little later. But I'm thinking, I need to look up Tractor Supply I did. It's huge. It's only They're the all chain over the, the United States. In the country. I didn't know that. I didn't know <laughs> oh that because gosh, I don't have funny. horses anymore. I don't have chickens anymore. I don't have any livestock except a cat. And so I didn't know about Tractor Supply. I'm probably the last person in the world that didn't know about uh, Tractor Supply. Are they selling supply. some books? Is but it selling? If you're around a tractor, it's selling. It's selling, yeah. So you, that's another place you could go to get it. At oh. your local tractor supply. If we could only get you in Cracker Barrel now, the store you'd be you'd be millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> I know it. I know I could just retire and never write another word. Actually, I am writing another book, and it should be out in about a year and a half. And there's no recipes in this one, but there's some great stories. So oh, I, you know, I'm awesome. going to write right to the end. Well, there right, you go. Right well, to the end. There, there you go. Hey, that's J- my Jamie. That's my one, motto. There's one we have to try in here. <laughs> And uh, I want to know if you've tried this, and then we'll let you go. Uh, Jill, have you tried the Dandy Dandelion wine? Well, of course. Well, every <laughs> single recipe in that book, every single recipe, each and every one was tested twice by either my sister and myself, or we had some volunteers who said, yes, that they could, you know, that they would be very happy to, to try that. And Dandelion wine Turned out to be really wonderful. As a matter of fact, it does pack a punch. You got to be careful because <laughs> Ooh, I like you know, it already. <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll like it a lot. It has a great taste, and it's good for you because it's dandelion. Of course, it is. <laughs> and it would be organic. It's very organic when you get right down to it. How do you, can you use find organic a gallon sugar? of picked open dandelion blossoms? That's a lot. I love how you say you, it's very important that the them. flowers haven't been sprayed with weed killer. I love it. Yeah, that's probably precisely, <laughs> precisely. Just go you to my find, backyard. Find somebody's lawn. Yeah. Well, <laughs> actually, I did go right across the street because I know they don't spray because they've not only got dandelions, they've got clover, they've got all kinds of stuff growing over there. And I know that they don't spray. So I asked them if I could pick the dandelion heads and they said, they would be delighted. It would be. It would look a little better. So that's how I found them. So yeah, There's you have to be very careful. Crazy lady pesticide. picking our flowers again. To <laughs> that, there she is. <laughs> what? What in the world is she doing? <laughs> She's already made wine out of cherries and you know other things like that. Well, but no, the dandelion wine is. It's an. That's an old recipe. That's been made for years and years. Well, we're going we're gonna to put a link to your book in our show notes so everybody can find it there. Jill, thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. We'll have you back soon. And by the way, my wrap is all gone. Delightful so to talk to you. <laughs> I ate yes, it all while I'm we were glad talking. you liked it. <laughs> Jen great. had said, we're going to make a test on this if he likes it or doesn't like it. And I said, what if he doesn't like it? She said, he'll like it. <laughs> that was really good. I just would have never <laughs> put I'm the glad you did in with the cream cheese. And that was what really made it work. Well, there you go. Thanks, Jill. There you go. There you go. It was nice to talk to both of you. Have a great day. You too. Bye. You too. I really did eat it all, and Jennifer ate all hers already, too. It's so easy to make, too. There's a new lunch thing right there. 
All right, why don't you tell us about Purina, and then we're going to talk about what our listeners are a little OCD about in the barn. Okay, well, this podcast is sponsored today by Purina Animal Nutrition with three researched back ration balancers to fill nutritional gaps in your horse's diet. Enrich Plus delivers a concentrated source of proteins, vitamins, and minerals without unnecessary calories. Enrich Plus Senior features active age prebiotic technology and outlast supplement for aging easy keepers. Omega Match is rich in omega 3 fatty acids and vitamin E, great for horses without access to green grass find a ration balancer for your horse at purinamills.com slash ration balancers or visit your local feed store especially with performance horses flies can really be a nuisance fly predators are a great investment of all the different poisons and insecticides and different things you could use i don't know of anything that is more economical and more effective than spalding fly predators so I posted a list on the Auditor Facebook page, or I posted a question on the Auditor Facebook page, and we came up with a list. So I go out to help at the barn maybe three or four times a week when I have time, and Jennifer goes out every day. Of course, we board our horses, and it's at a little place. There's not many boarders. It was pretty much just us in the back there. And I, it was every time I go out, I like to make sure I clean all the buckets. All the water buckets are cleaned, and the feed tubs. But And then I got to thinking, I, we all... No, we may slack on some stuff at the barn, but we all have that one thing we're OCD about. That, And mine apparently is cleaning water buckets, is making sure the water buckets are clean. That bothers me for some reason, even though the horses would probably rather drink out of a stinky old water than fresh water anyway. Uh, but that's mine, and I got to wondering, what's other people's one OCD thing where if they don't clean the stalls or don't sweep the aisles or any of that stuff, what's the one thing? So what's your one thing? You know, I th- I, th- I think because uh, because I was reading through a lot of these and I've realized that wow I really need to work harder because I'm not super OCD really I hate having my barn aisle because it's concrete I hate having it dirty so probably that would be the one thing I need to sweep and blow the barn aisle but. I think taking care of 12 horses myself without an employee, you lose a lot of the OCD because like, I'm just trying to get everybody fed and ridden and watered, you know? So I'm not super crazy. I I, probably just sweeping the barn aisle, but again, like all these other things, I was like, Oh, I like that. Oh, I like that. Oh, I like that. But I don't do any of those because I don't have time or energy. So I would love to clean my tack after every ride. It just doesn't happen. I would love to make sure the halters are hung perfect, but sometimes I just got to throw that crap against the wall because I got to get something else done. Or like, I've got to have clean stalls. I'm just like, I pick up every pile of poop and I'm like, when uh, I don't have time for that. Like, I think if I had employees, my, my waters would be cleaned twice a day. My stalls would be cleaned every day. Uh, if I continue to have more employees, I would have my tack cleaned every day. I would have the horse's hoofs polished See, every you single made my day. My point is, we all have that one thing where if we ignore everything else, that thing has to get done. Yeah, and I got to sweep the barn out. There you go. That's the one thing, right? Uh, here's some of the other. Well, and honestly, every horse has to be worked. Like that—that's my first top priority. Is that everybody has to be ridden or worked for some point during the day? But again, that's what I do for a living. So my yeah. work isn't really done until that's done. So the rest is just fluff. And you do work at home, and as the study said, you know. Um, People who work at home aren't as efficient. So, <laughs> um, so here's one: cleaning my bit and boots daily. I don't know anybody except this person that cleans their bit and boots daily. I don't know. Um, when people don't pick up their stuff, 
Yeah, that's true. Halters yeah, home. A, a lot of these are boarding facility yes. things, like yes. leaving your halter on one cross tie. Yes. Because you just unhook it and go. <laughs> How many times but have like, you seen that at boarding stables too? Oh my God. <laughs> halters hung the same way. That's that's OCD. That qualifies as OCD where all your halters have to be hung up the same direction. That turning off the likes, I just think that's something that you all should do. <laughs> I could see you could be OCD about it, but yeah, turning off the lights, yeah, that's kind of important. Um, hay strings have to be picked up. Uh, it drives me crazy when they're left on... Who leaves their hay strings all over the ground? I don't know. That would be weird. That would never do that. <laughs> Stalls. I can't leave a stall dirty. You know, that's the one thing that I, I can get away with for a day or two without cleaning the stall. Um... Putting stuff away. Uh, poop left in the stalls. Yeah, see, a lot of them are mucking stalls and stall related. Yeah, but poop left in the cross ties is worse. That's just rude. Oh, yeah, that's just rude. That's just that's just rude. Even if it's your own barn, who wants to? You don't want to do that. Uh, turn off the water. Yeah, that's that's a good one. <laughs> um, and Jacqueline says people making sure their halters are done up correctly. Apparently, hanging halters correctly is a thing. Um, don't spill the grain. Well, that, yeah, that just encourages critters. Oh my um, God. It drives me. I do that all the time. It drives me crazy. I accidentally will like go to uh, scoop some grain and fling some out by accident. Usually if I'm just in a hurry and, uh, Oh, I got to pick up every little piece. Cause yeah, something's going to eat it. <laughs> Here's one. I want to know if you've ever done, uh, here, this person I won't give a name says checking the tack room to make sure you didn't lock the dog in by accident. <laughs> Oh, my God. Every day. I'm like, where's Zinny? Where's Danny? Where's Bella? Those three all the time get locked. And and I'm like, where's the dang dog? I'm, and it's nighttime and everybody's inside and I'm missing Bella. I'm like, damn it. I'll be right back. And I get to get on the ranger and go all the way down the barn, find the key in the tack room in the dark, unlock the door. Because if I flip all the lights on, all the horses will come running up to the barn. And then they, fight, you know, jerks outside. So then I'm like, Bella. Get out of the tack room! Yes, all the time. <laughs> There's a lot of people with the blowing the aisle, so you're not alone on that one. Um, water cleaned every day. That's a that, I'm, I'm I'm with that person. Uh, clean buckets, clean stalls, clean aisles. Horses always have hay. I'm a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love the one person. I hope I find it. There were so many. There was almost a hundred here. Um, the one person said that her husband got fired from doing everything. <laughs> <So> <laughs> apparently, he wasn't doing anything really well. Um, but there's just a lot of uh, hay twine in the pasture. Seems to be a thing. Oh God, yeah. If I see a piece of hay twine in the pasture, you got to get that. Yeah, that seems to be a thing. I didn't know that many people were leaving hay twine in the pasture. Well, um, air wind blows the things. I'll tell you what Jennifer's obsessive about, and I don't know why you wouldn't be. Uh, the barn gets these big, the big square hay bales, and they're actually wrapped with like five pieces of wire. So these are the bales you put out in the field. So the horses are chewing on them and eating them. Well, the, then you have a piece of wire just hanging there. And she cuts those and makes sure they're taken off every day because, you know, Nigel would just hang his head in there and hang himself. Poke his eyeball out. Yeah, he poke his eyeball out. He get a leg stuck in there. So she's obsessive about the wires, and I can understand that one. I get that one. That's just a safety thing. Uh, grooming brushes. This is one that I can see if you're at a boarding stable or you you have a husband that doesn't know better. Um, you're grooming a horse who isn't feeling well or has a skin issue, and then you use the same brush on a horse that doesn't. 
I can see that. Okay, so here's one I'm looking through, and there are a lot of people commenting about halters. And so I have now three horses boarded here. So I have some boarders. And one of the boarders came to me, and she was like, I just don't understand. Why do you have halters with lead ropes attached to them, like laying on the ground in the arena? Or like in the pasture, I'll see a halter with a lead rope attached. So here's what happens is I hang the halter with the lead rope on, on the wall, on the hook. And Homer comes over and sees the dangling <laughs> lead rope and grabs the lead rope. And the whole halter comes off the hook. And he's like, look what I got. And he'll run into the arena and drag the thing all over. Or like brushes. Why is there a hairbrush in the, in the middle of the arena? That would be Homer. <laughs> he likes to move things around quite a bit. So, yeah, sometimes you just, you got to manage as much as you can. <laughs> I know people that in past barns have separated their lead ropes from their halters when they hang them up. I I just view that as a waste of time. That's a waste of time. <laughs> yeah, it's just a waste of time. I want to grab the whole thing and go. I don't want to have to waste time putting them Somebody together. says here um, that gates chained and doors latched. Mm. So You learned if, that lesson. <laughs> if I start to drive up to the barn halfway up, I'm like, Dang it. I got to turn around because I have to visually inspect every single one because Zeus has broken my soul as far as like, because we now have top locks and bottom locks because he couldn't reach the bottom ones. We installed all those. Chad put them in. And so now I have to make sure everything is done all both sides twice. Most people without horses, it's, did I leave the stove on? You're, did I lock the gates? Yeah. yeah. And I would also like to comment that these people, like somebody saying that they clean the walls and they won't let poop on the ground. I want to see what your house looks like. Because I guarantee <laughs> to you, it doesn't look like your barn. Your barn is perfect and your house is a mess. Let us know. <laughs> who does the housework and who does the barn work? I wonder if the people who are OCD in the barn are also OCD in the house. Are they just generally I, OCD? How do you have time for all that? <laughs> and have a job. To pay for all of it. Yeah, I don't They're, know. Either. Those are the same people that are like, I never get to ride my horse. So much work. Yeah, exactly. Do less work. That's right. <laughs> all right. Well, that was fun. I mean, there were a hundred comments. We can't get to them all, but that was the gist of it. Uh, and I do think it just, it backed up my theory that everybody has at least that one thing that they're going to make sure they do. If they, even if they have to go out that night, they're making sure they get that one thing done. <clears throat> oh, putting a girth on top of a saddle face down, like sweat side down. Like, turn it upside down so the air dry so it doesn't get the sweat on the top of your saddle where you put your crotch. Kind of funny about that, I too, would, I guess. Not being a rider, I would not that one. You, you take your girth off and it's sweaty, and then you drape your girth over your saddle. If you don't have a cover on your saddle, you turn the girth upside down so it can air dry. Okay. <laughs> and there's Jamie's number, too. Sorry. There you go. Sorry. My bad. So we're going to call it a day. Thank you for joining us today, everybody. Um, we, we have a dark day tomorrow. The, we don't have a show on the third Tuesday of the month yet. We are working on that, and we'll have that uh, fixed pretty soon. And then uh, we'll be here Wednesday and Friday, and Equine Affair will be here on Thursday. So we have four episodes for you this week, and you have some catching up to do in past episodes anyway, so go do those tomorrow. And also, it's National Creamsicle Day, so... Go out and have a creamsicle. Auditors, hang on. We'll be right with you. Spain, neuter, geld. Where's the music? Um, it's my cue. There it goes. I'm just going to leave that in. <laughs> you have one job. <laughs> <laughs>